most people do not know this about me. And there's a there's a reason for that because I think that we will keep secrets because I don't know, we're 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 embarrassed that there wasn't a resolution or because we find something else that we're passionate about. There's so many different things. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so funny. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets we probably want to go to our grave with, or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, my guest is the amazing Anton. Now, Anton, I have a question for you. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) What is your secret? Okay, so my secret, you're going to trip on this one. Oh my God, I can't wait. I'm like grinning. (laughs) Um, That I wanted to be an actor. What? I know. Wow, that was really loud. Sorry, people. What? <laughs> I know. It's crazy, right? And we Wait a together. second. We work together and I know, you've I've done never your makeup told... like a ton. I'm a makeup artist uh, to everyone out there. Everyone, um, if you need the most amazing eyes, like eye makeup done, <laughs> he is the person. Oh, but you've stop. never told me. I mean, we've talked about everything. Yeah, and it, it's 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 interesting because it's something that I don't I mean, most people, I mean, maybe a couple of my friends know this, but most people do not know this about me. And there's a, there's a reason for that because I think that we will keep secrets because I don't know, we're, we're, we're embarrassed that there wasn't a resolution or because we find something else that we're passionate about. There's so many different things. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so funny. Okay, but we got to go back to the beginning. When did yeah. you want to become an actor? Like at what so, age? Well, it, well, it would definitely wasn't when I was a kid or anything like that. I mean, I moved to Los Angeles about 10 years ago and I started working I started working more full-time as a makeup artist mm-hmm. and I love doing makeup and I I I still do and I'm, you know, very passionate about it, but I started to realize when I first moved to LA that this is, I'm like, you know, I am working with a lot of actors and it's really cool what they're doing. I like that whole scene of like working with a crew and working with a team. And I, I always found that to be really interesting. And there's this like family unit involved. And I also always saw my clients more, not more in the spotlight in the sense of that's what I wanted, but more in this, more in the spotlight of like everyone wanted to meet their needs. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to make sure their needs are met and yes. everyone else around them is kind of 
catering. not as significant. <laughs> yeah, catering to it. Which well, yeah, when you're the actor, you're the yeah. most important person. Exactly. So it's I all mean, this energy is like, I was just talking to somebody on set. You're literally getting t- touched 24-7. Yes, it's by true. everybody. Everyone needs <laughs> to do something and it involves the actor. Yes. So... I always found that to be really fascinating, but then I never really tried. I mean, I started to do makeup pretty quickly on a freelance basis. I was working at Mac. I was working in retail in Arizona where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And I left the company after six years. And then I moved here and I was working for a different brand, a brand called Hourglass. Um, Ooh, in a re- I love Hourglass. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we've definitely chatted about that, but in a, you know, it was in a retail capacity until I could kind of stabilize my freelance career. And I mean, I I loved it and I still love it. So it was never an issue of, am I missing out on something? But at the same time, there was that, what if I tried kind of So wait, you never even tried? Did you even go on audition? No. And the reason was because a couple years after, maybe, gosh, it might've even been just a year after I moved here. Mm -hmm. I, um, I was approached to do an on-camera kind of tutorial for a show. Okay. Obviously as myself, um, teaching, I was doing like a smoky eye tutorial on a show. It was actually one of RuPaul's shows. It was a spinoff, it was a spinoff of RuPaul's Drag Race called RuPaul's Drag U. Okay. They would take like, they would basically take a woman who would like, she feels like she kind of lost her swag and she lost her way with her style and she needed like that re-up kind of glow up that now everyone is kind of saying situation. (laughs) And um, she would get assigned a drag queen professor, one of the kind of alumni from one of the other shows. So, um, and then there were three women on the show who all had their own professor and they all had to compete. So they would bring in these kind of beauty experts and I got to come in and do this on-camera smoky eye tutorial, which was really fun. And I got to play on like my personality and everybody else's personality. And like a show like that has a whole lot of personalities. Oh yeah. It was really, really fun. And I realized very quickly, I'm like, maybe, maybe being myself on camera is the real thing that I'm kind of wanting to do. Okay. But I have a question for you. And I love that. I love that you love the whole aspect of the entertainment business and the Mm -hmm. family. Yes. But do you think you first wanted to become an actor for like the poshy glam side and not the hardworking you're getting your ass handed to you. You know what? It's so interesting. You say that because it's, it's probably because, Oh gosh, it's, 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 it's he's thinking hard people. You should see his face. (laughs) (laughs) She could see me. I'm glad no one else can. No, 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 I'm kidding. But, um, No, it's so interesting because I think it's, I think being new to the business and new to the industry 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. it's very, very easy to see that side of it and to think, well, I can do this too. Like, why shouldn't I try? Why shouldn't I um, get that kind of attention? But I was also 25. I was still Mm -hmm. trying to find my way and figure it out. And then I quickly realized this is not easy. Like this, this has to be a passion you can't just wake up and necessarily want to, to do something like this. And it wasn't that way for me. I always found it to be kind of like a fascinating, like, oh, well, I have a big personality, so I could learn a script. Like, what's the big deal? 
But then I quickly realized, I'm like, well, maybe that script is just my own life. Maybe that's yeah. Maybe it's you. You don't, you don't want to play other people. See, because I became an actor because I didn't want to be myself. I wanted to be somebody else. And I loved putting on other people's clothes and shoes and be talking different and becoming a different character. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think that's so cool, like for you, but I think that you as an actor, like you're very, you're moldable in the sense that you can step into that character and be a blank canvas for that director versus not everyone is that way, you know? And for me, I think it's very much like, you know, I'm kind of a big personality in the sense of just who I am. You take up a lot of space. I do take up space. Because let me tell you people, when he's doing my makeup at 5 a.m., my husband is literally like, oh, uh, Anton is here with Rachel. They're so loud. Oh <laughs> Remember, he's like, you guys Walmart. don't need to scream at each other. This is like pre-baby, too. Like, I he's know. like, why are you yelling? Like, I can hear you, like, literally. Like, you're right in her face. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, you know, and it's just, it's just part of who we are. It's just hysterical. <laughs> but I think that, I, I, I here's the thing. And I think that, I think it would have been very tricky to have tried to be an actor and to maybe done, maybe have done a couple little of things and then transition yeah. back into makeup artistry. You right. might, it, it, might, it might be tricky in the sense of being taken seriously at that point. So I think it's probably a good thing that it didn't necessarily go that direction. I'm so fascinated. I would have never thought you wanted to be an actor if that Isn't was that even funny. A, yeah. And I, I mean, I could see why what we said, like the family aspect, the creativity, all these people come together in one, you know, for short periods of time and they create this art and it's mm-hmm. the best feeling in the world, mm-hmm. but it cannot well, sustain you being yeah. an actor. <laughs> Isn't that, yeah, it's just, it's such a trip, but there is another reason why I didn't want to try. And this okay. kind of, this kind of goes deeper into it. Um, so I feel like it's very finding encouragement from friends and family to just go out and do whatever you want is very difficult. So that can be a very, very difficult part too. And I have, I have, you know, I have wonderful parents. I have a great family. They're very supportive of what I do, but if I was wanting to leave home and say, I wanted to be an actor, I think it would have kind of maybe been a tricky situation. So unless you really, really, really have the guts to do it at a young age, which many do, and many find that success that way, it's tricky to do that. You know what I mean? I also think that um, there wasn't a whole lot of representation there still isn't a whole lot of representation. Hollywood has definitely come a long way, but you know, there weren't really any Armenian, you know, I'm Armenian, I'm gay. And there weren't really a lot. There were just a lot of um, situations where I didn't see myself on television or in commercials or in ads. Like, you know, I'm not blonde haired or blue eyed. And 10 years ago, that's all I really saw. Yeah. You know, and I feel like it's interestingly enough now there's so much more representation where, you know, the blonde haired, blue eyed actors are having more of a difficulty. Oh, yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) And I know you can speak to that. It's so interesting. But I mean, you know, if, if there was a gay person on a show, they were playing themselves or they were playing, you know, they weren't really, they, they were being pigeonholed or stereotyped. And that was very, very discouraging also in the sense of like, well, I have something that I'm doing that I love and 
you know, thank goodness for that because there's no place for me. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's such that, a bummer. It, it is a bummer. And I, 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 you know, I don't have any regrets in that regard. Are you but, trying to tell me right now you're not going to do my makeup anymore and you're going to become an actor? <laughs> right. Well, no, I will, I will, I will always be there for you because you're fantastic and I adore you. But um, I, I definitely, I definitely think that um, I, since that one on-camera opportunity that I talked about with um, RuPaul's show, there have been several others. I got to do, I did a makeover show on TLC, which was this really cool six-part series where I was like the on-camera makeup artist. And then I did a Facebook watch show um, called Beauty School Knockout, which was really fun. And I was like the makeup judge. Vanessa Lachey was the host of the show and I was kind of like her guest judge. So I've had a lot of those opportunities surface and the more I've done them, the more I've realized that I love that as much as I love doing makeup. And, you know, a lot of glam people have a hard time doing on-camera things. Yeah, so the fact a that ton. I, the fact that I can do that and the fact that I'm comfortable with that um, just shows me even more so that, like, doing a show in that sense where I am, like, a beauty expert being myself, not playing somebody else because that's not at all where I want to go. You know, it's just not everything that I've done in this business for the last decade has showed me that that's not what I want, but being myself on an on-camera project, a hundred percent, like I'm still looking for that next great opportunity. Well, I love that because I think, you know, we have this idea of what we're supposed to be, or we Mm -hmm. have this dream. And sometimes it's, it's more of a, there's not a reality to it and you don't put yourself you know, doing the work or what it takes. And I love that you found something else that you're actually passionate about. And then you can put that on camera that you love being on camera together. Because Mm -hmm. for me, I actually hate being on camera, like my being myself. It's so funny, isn't it? I hate my voice. I hate the way I look. (laughs) I, I will pick myself apart. But when I'm another character, I don't even see me. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it. Well, and that's why you're so good at what you do. And I love, <laughs> I love watching you in your element because it's just, it's so fun because I know you and I know your personality and then I'll watch something that you do and you come across completely differently, which is the job. Yeah. Which <laughs> is actually I mean? the job. Which is actually literally the job. But for me, it's finding, it's, it's, it's finding myself even more in those kinds of projects. And I think that we're in such a different place with representation, which is so unbelievable. I think the business has a long way to go, but I, you know, for anyone who's listening, don't be discouraged by that at all. Like, you know, if you want to take the chance on something, because who knows, like if I had done a couple projects and like when I first moved here and maybe they were really successful and then I slowly started to transition into I don't know, maybe like a beauty expert reality kind of thing and kind of built a following in that regard. My career might have been in a different place, but at the same time, you know, I don't regret the past at all because we all have to find our way. Exactly. And you can't even, I hate, I hate when I do that, like go back, well, what if I would have taken this job or I would have gone worst. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Because, you know, when it comes to doing something like acting, the fear of failure is really, really, really huge. It's probably, I mean, anyone who has a passion about anything can have a fear of failure and that's completely legitimate. But when you're at the top of the totem pole and the camera's on you, it's much, much scarier. Oh yeah. Um, So definitely not wanting to fail. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, not wanting to fail because failing is... It's hard, man. Rejection is hard. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I actually, I auditioned for, I auditioned for a reality show recently, which I did not end up booking, but they, they went a completely different path. And And how did you handle that? It was fine because they, when I finally saw the show, they had gone, they had kind of gone a completely different direction. So it was not. But here's my question for for you before you knew who they actually hired, how, was how was the rejection? I was, I was devastated for sure because I didn't hear back. I didn't really even get like a, oh, you I'm never sorry. hear back. You yeah. never hear back. So I was really bummed because I, it was, you know, it was for a big network and I was feeling for sure. Like this was that moment because like I said, I've done plenty of it. This is not like a, Oh, you know what? I want to be an on-camera personality being mm-hmm. a beauty expert. Like I've done plenty of that. So I have the experience. I just haven't necessarily found the right project. Yes. And I felt like when I did that audition, I mean, I put this huge press kit together, you know, all of the work that you do for something like that. And then just nothing. Crickets. Crickets, like less than crickets. But then when I finally saw the show, I saw a trailer and I nearly fainted because, oh, I saw the, I saw the ad for the trailer and I was like, okay, I might just, I might keel over and die because obviously I didn't do it. And the project happened. But then when I saw it, I said, okay, there was like, it wasn't a makeup artist they were looking for. Got it. It it, it had gone a completely different direction. So I did feel a lot better about that, knowing that it wasn't personal because there really wasn't a place for me. But at the same time, like, you know, you put, it, 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 it takes a part of you it takes away a part of you when you do all of that planning and all of that work. It's exhausting. And it's, it's not only physically taxing, but it's emotionally taxing. Oh yeah. And think about that. You're doing that at least two to three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and you I, put in the work and you memorize lines and you go in and you tape yourself and you get notes and you do those notes and you get dressed and all that stuff. And yeah. then I mean, I remember you telling me once about learning like 10 pages of script in like like the night before. Oh, yeah. And then you ran like two lines and you were like, 
did I, did you really have to torture me? Like in that much of it, like, like, are you kidding me? You could have just had me memorize one page. Like yeah. 10 script is, it's, it's insane. That's, they do that. They give you 10 pages, you work on them and then you go in and they're like, oh, we're just going to read scene one. And you're like, what? Really? Do you understand? Well, I have a child. Yeah. I have a life. Yeah. I have to get some sleep. I have to look amazing. Nobody cares. You have to no. do it all. You have, you to, have do to do all do it of all. it. And it's, 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 it's crazy. It's just, yeah. I don't know how you do it. Like, honestly. And that's where I'm at with this secret because it's not only just like a, um, I couldn't handle it, but more of a, like what I have learned from the business, like being in the business and working with actors. It's just like, it's, it's brutal. Out it's there. insane. What it's else? Insane. What are some other things other actresses have told you? That I you mean, can tell me without giving away who they are. I think racial appropriation is mm. something that, cause I work with all different kinds. You of, do. You have all different every kinds type of, of ladies. And I have had clients definitely tell me like at auditions that, um, that the casting directors or the, whomever the producers wanted them to act a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that was like, you know, it was definitely like a racial appropriation. Like one of my Asian clients had a casting director tell her to act more like Hello Kitty. Which is, oh my God, your face right now. It's like, yeah, because, and, 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 you know, she talked about that to, um, she talked about that in interviews and a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, like, what does that even mean? And I'm like, no know, idea what that I means. know exactly <laughs> what that means. Cause Hello Kitty is this like, you know, Asian stereotype in a lot of ways. She doesn't have a mouth because what the, the reason for that is that she quote unquote speaks from the heart. But as far as I'm concerned, they just didn't want her to have a voice and they just wanted her to be cute and like, you know, like this cute little Asian, perfect, you know, kitty cat who's actually not a cat. She's a girl. So it's like, what does that even mean though for her? Like, that's so bad. That's the worst direction I've ever heard. And I've had some pretty bad direction. It's so bad. You know what I mean? So, or, you know, for an African-American actress, well, can you, can you say the line like a little bit more, like a little bit more urban? Like, oh, so you want me, uh, you want me to sound like you don't mean urban, like in a, in like a fierce swaggery way. Like what you're saying is you want me to sound either more feisty or feisty is not even a bad thing, but basically like maybe say it like you're less educated or say it like you're, you know, like from the ghetto, like that's, that's what you're saying versus you could just say like, Oh, say it with a little bit more, say it with some more flavor, say it with some more sass, like give me the line with more ferocity, but no, you're telling me to act like I'm from the, like, you know, it's, and, and, you know, they they wouldn't say that to a white person. They're going to say that to a black actress or actor. The thing, I mean, the makeup chair is a fierce place. I'm going to tell you. And the things I have heard, it just blows my mind, but you know, Hollywood has learned a lot over the last 10 years, at least that I have been in witness of it, as far as there are certain things that you don't say, because guess what? They are offensive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what was the benefit of keeping the secret and what was the harm? Okay. That's a good one. That's a good Mm. one. I think the benefit of keeping the secret allowed me to grow as 
a makeup artist and allowed me to, to really let that in because I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm good at it. I'm not saying that to be vain. I'm saying that because it's, no, I already said you were great at it. It's true. And I've put the work in, like I've worked really, really hard. I mean, by the time we met, I, I had learned a few things, you know, and I started at the mat counter and that was the best education I could have ever gotten because the most amazing makeup artists were our trainers and they were constantly teaching us how to like, let me show you this winged liner. Let me show you this contouring technique. Like we were always learning. So I've come a long way with my education and with my experience. So if I was not trying to, if I was trying to do something else at the same time, especially a service that's involved with the business, it would have been really, really tricky. And I think that I would have lost a lot of credibility. Probably because there's something about uh, when you're not the actor and then you tell everybody you want to be an actor, there's this weird stigma comes like, Uh, Oh, I've heard that. Stay away from him because he's going to like ask me for a job or ask like a connection. I, I, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you because I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I've heard that so much on set where a a PA or an assistant will randomly sneak that in there. Yeah, well, my real passion is acting. And I'm like, (laughs) oh gosh, do not say that. Read the room. (laughs) Now is not the time or the place at all. So I think that the benefit is that I've, I've, I've gotten to where I am and I'm, I wouldn't change where I am for the world. And I, I have a long way to go as far as my growth as an artist, because I think it takes uh, like approximately 15 years to become an overnight success. <laughs> approximately. <laughs> approximately. I'm still on 20. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm, a, I'm just a working actor over here. I'm not it's, <laughs> it's hard. It's, 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 it's hard. And the business is brutal. And the, you know, people have, you know, publicists have per- personal relationships and actors and managers, and there's so many things working against you. It's not just like, Oh, you did a great job, but you know, they have other makeup artists that they like too. It's like, well, maybe their agent doesn't like you. Maybe their manager doesn't like you, or maybe their agent is like, you know, they're friends with a hair and makeup person that they want to. There's oh, so, so many factors. Well, that that's work the thing too you. about acting. There's so many factors of you getting a job or not yeah. even getting a job. Yes. There's so many equations. But my last so question many. for you, yeah. if somebody's listening to this and they have a dream or they have something they want to go for, but they don't know if it's right or if they do know it's right, what would be your advice for them? I think that um, I think that you have to really take some time to understand what it is that you really want. And that can be very difficult when you're young, because for me, I was seeing like, oh, maybe this is something that I want to do. Like, why can't I do this? And then I quickly realized that, okay, there's, it's, it's, it's kind of, there's part of that because there is an on-camera aspect, but it has nothing to do with being an actor. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to, to really think about it, like make a pros and cons list, like do all of that kind of problem solving to really figure it out what it is you want. And I think you need to, uh, I think journaling is, this is, sounds so silly, but I also think that it's really important because when you start writing down reasons, like if, if you told me 10 years ago, okay, well, write me like a little essay on why you want to be an actor. I, it would have been like, I wouldn't have been able to tell you because it wasn't really what I wanted. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to 
I mean, I think it depends. It's just so tricky because in the business, there's like all these flashing lights and flashing yellows. and Like you don't really know what you're even doing half the time. But I think it's important to, um, to not be discouraged if you feel like you're not represented. I think that's really, really important because that's something that discouraged me initially. Like, well, I don't see myself in any of these people, so I can't do this. And that worked out to my advantage in the sense of it's not really what I wanted to do. But I could have felt that very same way about being myself on camera. And if I felt that way when I, I mean, when I had the opportunity to do that first on-camera project, RuPaul's show, um, if I had still felt that way, I mean, I, I certainly did. I certainly thought, well, are they going to hire me? Are they going to hire some like hot white, like model to pretend to be a makeup artist? I mean, that legitimately went through my head. But when I auditioned and I got the part and audition is such a dirty word for me, I'm like, I don't do this. <laughs> I realized I'm like, well, there is a place for me. There is a place for me. And, and, and I can't, I, I can really, I can take up some space and represent myself and not be ashamed of being, you know, Armenian or gay or any of these things. Like I can go out there and be who I am and be authentic to who I am and not apologize for it. So if you feel like you're afraid to get out there and to make a dream happen because of the way you look, because the way you think your perce- other people will perceive you, don't. Yeah, just do it. Just, <laughs> just go do, for it. Just do it because there is a place for there is a place for everybody. There really is, and it's it's getting better. It's getting a lot better, and I think that that's something to remember. Like, you know, don't be afraid to try. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your secret. This I so, is so appreciate you. <laughs> I can, this is like really liberating and like weird and cool and like so bizarre because this really is a secret. I know. That's why I'm doing it. It's to liberate. It's to free and it's to be your authentic self and to connect with another person. I love it so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Brienne. And I really hope that I see you soon. In the flesh. In the flesh, because yeah, I just can't deal. I miss you. We need some fierce glam moments to happen. <laughs> we do, we do. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you'd like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.